0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode that we would like to call it the Air Raid Attack Podcast. I'm your host, Michael. It's been a while. Uh, of course, a lot has gone on this week in the sports world, besides what's going on in our country, which a whole different other subject, and I'm definitely not going to be any time soon talking about that, as we all know what is going on in our political world. But nonetheless, the sports world has gone insane this week. We've crowned a national champion. James Harden gets traded. The Cleveland Browns actually won a playoff game. So much more. College football expansion. Is it time? Did 2020 finally finally get the reasoning to expand here in the near future. And once again, once again, the Jacksonville Jaguars may have a head coach. They may not, but, you know, of course, a lot of teams are looking for head coaches. But anyway, you're listening to the Air Raid Attack Podcast on the Unhinged Sports Network. As always, listen to the show on the Unhinged Sports Network at unhingedsn.com. Follow the show at airraid underscore podcast on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, the host, at onairwithmike, M-I-K-E. Got a lot to talk about, especially in the college football world, the Denver Broncos, Getting a general manager, which I thought I think is a per, is a perfect hire. Now, whether or not we we see results, we'll see. But how can you listen to the show? Of course, listen to us on the Unhinged Sports Network. Listen and and subscribe on iTunes and Google and iHeartRadio, just to name a few. And also, if you have Alexa, just say Alexa, listen to the Aero Attack podcast, and she'll hook you up. And you can listen to some Amazon music. But let's get down to business. And I mean business. What a game. Eh, somewhat. What a, the Alabama Crimson Tide flat out took it to Ohio State. Devontae Smith had a day. Boy, if he didn't, you know, the Heisman Trophy winner made his, you know, of course, he's going to be a first round draft pick, hands down. Where will he fall in the top in, in the first round? Who knows? My personal pick, at my personal opinion, definitely top ten. We'll love the team in Denver, but we need a corner. Even if we question is will we even have a tenth overall or the ninth overall prick? I don't really know. Ninth or tenth. We'll see. But my from what the reports are and we'll touch more later is Denver may be all hands on in to get a uh Top tier quarterback. That's a veteran. Could it be Deshaun? Talk about that, Deshaun Watson. Denver Bronco. But we'll get to that in a bit. But Devontae Smith. I don't think if you were to put the entire college football uh, teams out there, they could have stopped Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith had a game absolutely, I mean, absolutely exposed in which what I thought was true to begin with Ohio State. But you have, you, you look at his stats, 12 receptions, he's been targeted 15 times. So three catches or three passes, he didn't even catch. Averaged almost eighteen yards a catch, scored three times, and had two hundred and fifteen yards receiving. I know a lot of people took uh, took heat to Alabama's uh, Twitter. Well, Waddle shouldn't be out there, you know, fractured ankle, so on and so forth. Hey, I give him props for even attempting. In which he was targeted three times, he caught it for three times, and he had 34 yards on a fractured ankle. I'll give him props. The kid wanted to win a national championship. If he was cleared by the doctors, he was cleared to play, and we all know he's going to play. Mac Jones, over 464 yards passing, he was sacked twice, five touchdowns. Averaged 46 yards a throw. My goodness. Alabama. Steamrolled Ohio State. It was a good first half. For a little bit. Alabama struck first. Ohio State comes down. Ohio, um, You look at... You know, Ohio State, um, Alabama first. Then Teague, uh, the running the I believe it was a running back from Ohio State. He struck a touchdown. Then in the second quarter, you know, practically it was Devontae Smith. But then Teague went down there and scored. I mean, it was an actual back and forth game. Then you look at the, then you hit the 9-10 mark in the second quarter. Mac Jones to to Harris. And then Ohio State couldn't get in the end zone. They were in fourth. They were in the red zone. They couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't do anything from there. That is settle for a field goal. But then that was all she wrote. From there, Alabama put it in cruise control, led them to another, yet another national championship. And the SEC dominated yet again. Now, of course, this would tweet was where I'm gonna lead to. <clears throat> of course, during the, the Oklahoma Florida game, and the cotton bowl in which Oklahoma won handily. You look at um, you look at that game. I tweeted out, someone mentioned, you know, the SEC dominance. The SEC dominance in the bowl games. Well, you look at it, Florida got ripped by a team that Oklahoma probably is a second best team in the Big 12. Iowa State was a darn good team this year. Um, but Oklahoma at the end of the year caught fire. That's when you that's when you were playing, they were rolling. But AM struggled against North Carolina. Mississippi State had a punch literally punch their way through to get that victory. The SEC was lack there of dominance. I think I tweeted out something to the degree of the SEC wasn't dominant. Alabama was dominant. And that showed again yet in the National Championship game. Alabama was the, they probably weren't It's a toss-up. If you want to definitely give me your feedback, follow the show at Air Raid underscore podcast. Follow me on Twitter at OnAirWithMike and absolutely tweet me. What's better, the 2019 LSU or the 2020 Alabama? Because if you look at both, stats-wise, you know, may, may be in favor of LSU. I don't have the stats in front of me, but they may be in favor of LSU, and rightfully so. But this Alabama team, I think, is probably the best Alabama team I've seen in quite some time. Nick Saban, whether you hate him, whether you like him, whether you love him, is a darn good coach, and I would have no problem, I, and obviously I think he's in his 70s now, but I would have no problem with my kids playing for Nick Saban, now whether or not that happens, we'll see, but um, I would have personally no reason to, to say, oh, I don't want him to play for him, hey, the dude wins. Alabama wins, all they do is win. Alabama did what Alabama does, they dominated Ohio State, they showed everyone that Ohio State should have not been in the playoff, and you can definitely tweet at me on that one, which leads me to this, the college football expansion, the 2020 season, I am so pleased that we were able to get through the 2020 season, because I didn't think we would, personally, my personal opinion, Um, I might have said this a few weeks back, so I might have had, or when the season started, I might have had a few guests on here. But I didn't think the 2020 season was even going to be played. I thought we would have got, my prediction was OU was going to go through Texas. And I think after that, that would have been it. But they continued, they continued, they continued, the season continued. The Big Ten screwed it up, and so did the Pac-12. They waited too long. You can't start in October. And expect to have a full season. But you know, according to the Big Ten commissioner, Ohio State, they can they can play for a Big Ten championship, but you know, Wisconsin can't. So that screws over Indiana, which in the long run, you just showed what everybody does is you favor the competition just like the Big 12 would if Oklahoma was in that position. We all know that Oklahoma, if they were in that position, would have gotten the same treatment from the Big 12 as Ohio State did from the Big 10 in the story. So you look at the you look at this year. You look at the just in general. And you would have had here's your top even if you were gone, this is the perfect year. Now, I don't know when they can actually expand or if they're going to. First of all, I think they need to at this point. They need to. The 2020 season proved a point that they need to expand. I don't care if it's 8. I don't care if it's 12. 16 is too much. 10 is stupid. 14 is ridiculous. I don't want to do 14. Because you're, you're going to have to... You're going to have to... Practically. Do it as the NFL did. Number one seed. Number two seed gets a first round bye. Everybody else plays. You're going to have to do something to that degree. I, I don't know how you can work that out. 14, go for it. I'm sure there's a way. Go for it. 8, 12, that's it for me. 16, too much. 16, you're going to have to limit it, limit the non-conference. That or the, just not have a long non-conference anymore. And you get your conference schedule and you're going to have to make a run for it. But this year, your 8, even if you've done 8, Alabama, of course, would have been your 1. They would have played Cincinnati. You know, then you had Clemson at two. They would have had Florida. Then you would have had um, Ohio State. They would have had Oklahoma. And then you would have had Notre Dame and Texas A&M. That was one through eight. Now, if you're going to go past the eight... You would have had number 9 at Georgia. 10 would have been uh, Iowa State. 11 would have been Indiana. And then 12 would have been... Oh, I don't know. Um, 12 would have been... I'm looking up right here. 12 would have been Coastal Carolina. Now, do I think Coastal Carolina deserves to be in the playoff? A, not really. But, like in the NCAA basketball tournament on any given day anyone can win on any given day anyone ask virginia the only number 1 team number 1 seed to lose to a 16th ranked or 16th seeded they weren't 16th ranked but 16th seeded ask virginia is it possible that any team can beat anybody on any given day see what they would have said I bet they would have said, yeah. I mean, they might have not probably answered it because they thought you were probably trolling, but yeah, they would have, they would have probably said something. If you want to go to 16, North Carolina at 13. Northwestern at 14. BYU was, would have been 16. I don't know who would have been 15. I don't know, but... Probably, I really don't know who would have been 15. I don't think, oh, I don't know on that one. I know I'm missing a team. It's the 15th ranked team. Might have been Oregon, might have been USC. I really don't know. But besides the point, this is the perfect time. You cannot tell me, do I think that the college football committee got it right? No, I don't think they did at all. No, I'm not sitting here saying to put Oklahoma in. I don't know. I wouldn't have said that either. Who about my four teams would have been? Alabama, of course. Clemson. I would have put Texas AM in. Because their only loss was to Alabama. That's not a bad loss. I mean, if you really want to put Oklahoma in, then go for it. They're the hardest team in the country at that time. I'm not saying they would have competed they were to Sean, I mean, you never know. Not saying that they would have competed with Alabama. Not saying they would have competed with Clemson. But um, they could have given it a shot. Their defense is a whole lot better than years past. I can guarantee, I can contest that. Their defense, whole lot better. Ronnie Perkins off the off the uh, off the uh, defensive line. I think Trey Brown would have would have played on that one because it would have been AT and T Stadium if they would have played Alabama. But. um We'll see. We'll see. But do I think I think Gain should have been in? Me personally, I would have given it to Cincinnati. Give them a shot. They played. They played excellent against Georgia. Extremely well against Georgia. Coach Fickle had that team played. That team was ready. But we'll never know. We will never know. Because the college football playoff won't let you know. I hope they do expand. I really do. I hope they do expand. Go for eight. Try it at eight. This year, Georgia would have been an odd team out. But guess what? Because I think Oklahoma could have... I think Oklahoma beats Ohio State. The only concern would have been Spencer Rattler, of course. But he played. He learned his lesson against Texas when he was benched in the first half. And ever since then, he's played great ball. He's my my prediction to win the Heisman. He's up there. Oklahoma, I know they lost some key players... Uh, to the NFL draft, but that's fine. This team is debt deep. This team is talented, and if you have not seen that defensive line depth chart, boy oh boy, they're stacked. And marvelous Marvin Mims. I'm telling you, this kid's special. The receiving spot, Marcus Major. I think you can hear that name a lot next year in the running back core. Presuming and I'm sure he'll share their snaps with Kennedy Brooks, Austin Stogner, the tight end. Don't forget Bridge. Don't forget uh, Hazelwood in the receiving core. I think Stoops is back for one more year. The kids coming in are talented. Offensive line is going to be a lot better, even though they were really good this year. This team's talented. They, as long as they play to their potential, this team's going to make the playoffs, and I think this team can easily make the national championship game. I'm not saying they're going to win it, because until you beat Alabama, it's Alabama's to win. But. Um, Hey, anything is possible. <laughs> literally. anything is absolutely possible with <laughs> with the sooner team. But again, to end the college football note, um, they need to expand. I think they just uh, it's time. I think the 2020 season shows proof that uh, give it uh, let's let's see. Let's see the teams like Cincinnati. Let's see a, You know, if Coastal Carolina wants to be in the playoff and you're at the 12th spot, guess what? Here's your chance. You probably play Alabama or however you want to work that out. But here's your chance. Show them what you got. Do I think that they would have probably got steamrolled? Well, my personal opinion, I think regardless of who they would have played, I think, yeah, they would have got steamrolled. But, besides the point, my point is this any, any given day, anybody can win. So we'll see. We'll see. So, congrats to Alabama. Um, My personal opinion, I wasn't surprised. Alabama, this team is a um, excellent team. Uh, I thought they uh, they were the team to beat. I didn't think uh, I knew Notre Dame wasn't going to be much of a much of a uh, of a um, threat to them. I guess you want to call it that, but um, hey, there you have it—college football a wrap. But don't forget, um, I believe the other universities, these the D 2s the NCAA, the FCS, Division D two, D three, NAIA, and below, uh, junior college, and so on and so forth. I believe they start. I think next month to uh, to start their twenty twenty. Uh, season, even though it's a 2021 physical year, it's the 2020 spring season. I guess is how they're going to call it. I know it's a 2020 season. And um, hey, we got football in the springtime. But um, before we wrap up the first half of the show, the Denver Broncos, excuse me, the Denver Broncos hired. The general manager, can you believe this? John Airway a few weeks ago, steps down from the general manager position. Says, hey, practically, it's time to to take the reins. Now, for someone to take the reins, he's going to focus on his position. <clears throat> So on and so forth, which I I respected. I thought, <clears throat> I thought maybe a few years ago, uh, not this year. I thought would have after the 18th season that I personally thought he should have at least gave the general manager position a look over for somebody else. But um, but no, he 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 continued. He's drafted well. I I think, um, of course, Jerry Judy. Last year, you got KJ Hamler. Last year, you know, year prior, Noah uh, Fant. Drew Locke is still in you know wishy washy, but Airway, in my opinion, has done well. But it's interesting what's going to happen, and I'll tell you why here. <clears throat> I'll tell you why here in a few minutes. So the Denver Broncos hired their new general manager, George Patton, coming over from Minnesota Vikings. Um, we'll s- I like to hire. Of course, um, five things about um, Peyton, I guess is how you're going to say his name, pronounce it Peyton, um, George Peyton. Here's five things to know about the Broncos' new general manager, courtesy of DenverBroncos.com. Number one, Peyton is a former UCLA defensive back and a high school qu- uh, quarterback and safety. Number two. Before the NFL, Peyton was a high school coach. That is correct. Um, Peyton tried to make good on his pro. I was reading through this article. Peyton tried to make good on his pro football dreams and found opportunities abroad in te- on teams in Italy and Austria. But uh no, it is. number three, Peyton has worked his way from the <clears throat> from his start as a scouting. Intern, he jumped uh, to the NFL in 1997. He was the uh, entry-level scouting position and joined the Bears as an intern. That's how he got started. He was promoted then to pro scout and then became the Chicago Bears assistant director of pro pro, uh, personnel in 2000. Uh, Dave Wonstadt, a a former head coach of the Pittsburgh uh, Panthers, And, uh, of course, the Miami Dolphins, he's a a quarter about Peyton. He's a very smart young guy with a great work ethic. Number four, uh, Peyton helped the Minnesota Vikings acquire 22 Pro Bowl players through draft, free agency, and trades. And if you're the Denver Broncos, in my opinion, that's the one I would love to see. And number five, no surprise here. um, If you really follow Peyton, uh, this is Peyton. Um, first general manager job, so uh, like I said, I like the hire. I think he's going to do well. Um, he's definitely going to change the cultural uh, culture in Denver, I believe personally. And let's be honest, um, it's going to be interesting what he does with the quarterback because uh, there's no loyalty there like it was with John and with Drew Luck. Um, if, if, he can, if he can make a trade to involve maybe a veteran top-tier younger quarterback such as Deshaun Watson, does he go up, try to get in the top three-ish? I think the asking price is probably going to be a little too high, but you never know. Um, You never know from there. Could get in the top five, could push top three. I don't see that happening. Deshaun Watson, of course. And if I know, I was scrolling through Twitter uh, last week. And of course, a lot of broadcast people are just making. I don't know what they're making out of it. But uh, you know, Deshaun Watson's following you know Cortland Sutton and so on and so on and so on on Instagram. Well, it's Instagram. Did it's interesting nonetheless. It's a good talk, if anything else. But um, you know, I like what George Payton said in his news conference today. He feels like this team is a sleeping giant. And for him, it's the right place at the right time and uh, for this opportunity. I think he'll do well. Of course, we'll see. So a six-year deal to George Payton as he becomes the Denver Broncos' new general manager. And with that, we're going to end the first half. Of the Air Raid Attack Podcast. You're listening on the Unhinged Sports Network. And a shout out to Stormcheck. Are you terrified about what lurks in your system shelter? When the tornado sirens sound, do you feel prepared to spend the night in your shelter? Allow us and our team of military veterans to put your mind at ease with our services. Visit StormCheck.team and they're going to hook you up. In the Oklahoma City metro area, S- stay with us. We'll be back for the remaining 30 minutes of the Unhinged Sports Network here on the Unhinged Sports Network. 30 minutes of the Air Power Tech Podcast. You're listening to the Air uh, to the Unhinged Sports Network. We'll see you here shortly. Quick rewind. Before we hit to the 30-minute halftime break, if you want to call it that, now, before we head to the bottom of the hour, quick rewind, uh, our first Q&A of the evening uh, comes from um, a good friend of mine. He is the co-host of the Far End of the Bench podcast, in which you guys can listen to here on the Unhint Sports Network, Jimmy Pilato. Uh, his question comes into the show after seeing what Steve Sarkeesian, the former Alabama offensive coordinator, of course, now he's the Texas head, head coach, uh, did in, in Alabama. Does he worry you as the coach of Texas? Maybe not right away in a couple of years. Uh, great, great question. Um, you know, I think it, it, it's definitely, I'll put it here in this way. Um Quick answer, I think, is is if he can recruit. I'm not saying the guy's exactly the same guys that he did at Alabama because, of course, you have to have a certain system. But if he can recruit excellent or to the point that he can get a few, kind of like Oklahoma, you got maybe two. You might get lucky with three five-stars, but if he can get two five stars, quite a bit of four stars, even the young kids or the kids that maybe not be highly uh, recruited to buy into the system, I think he can be successful uh, at Texas. Um, the concern part for me is he was mediocre at very best at Washington. Of course, you know, you're not going to recruit well at, at Washington. USC, you know, he had some off the field issues that kind of contributed to of him being ousted pretty quick in his second year. But... Um, I liked what he did at Alabama. But again, again it's Alabama. Uh I didn't think the SEC's defensive schemes this year or defensive side of the ball was very well at all. Um, but to answer your question, I'm on alert. I'm on alert. Um it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun with Lincoln Riley and Steve Sarkeesian in the Red, in the Red River shootout down in Dallas. It's going to be interesting every year uh, how that goes. And, of course, Lincoln Riley one of the best to do it and uh, offensive minds. And, of course, Steve Sarkeesian uh, can do the same. But uh, I'm definitely on alert. Um, worry, not just yet. But uh, we'll see how year two and three goes for Steve Sarkeesian, assuming he makes it that far. Uh, without being pulled away, you know, from some other university or NFL team, so um, definitely on alert. I put it that way. Stay tuned, guys. We'll be back for the last thirty minutes on the unhint Sports Network. You're listening to the Air Raid. Welcome back to the bottom half of the hour of the Air Raid Attack podcast on the Unhinned Sports Network. Listen to them and on the un- listen to the fifth. Uh, no we're down to what 14 listen to the other 13 uh, podcasters on this great network trust me every show is a do not miss um, wonderful talent across the board definitely definitely check them all out uh, give them a follow on uh, on Twitter all you gotta go uh, is to the unhinged sn.com is the website And um, pull it up here. Let's get you the exact handler on the Twitter. And that is at Network Unhinged. Give the uh, other podcast uh, a follow. Trust me. They're talented at what they do. Excellent shows. Week uh, on a daily basis. And you do not want to miss a single one. But uh, in the meantime... Going over, again, if you're just joining in, <clears throat> uh, Alabama wins the national championship. George Payton, uh, the new general manager of the Denver Broncos. And uh, we'll do a Q&A session. Uh, I've got a few questions, not many this, this week, but that's perfectly fine. Uh, this one comes from a buddy of mine that I know very well, at Mr. Moody Metz. His question is, why do you think... Or Why do the Nets think Harden and Durant and maybe Kyrie works when it didn't work with Harden and Durant and Westbrook? And why didn't it work for the first time in Oklahoma City? Well, you look at, you know, of course, uh, I'm very familiar with the Thunder. First of all, of course, I'm about 15 minutes away from the from the uh, Chesapeake Energy Arena. Um, but. uh it didn't work the last time for many simple facts. Uh, I still wasn't a huge fan of Scott Brooks, even though what he did uh, for the organization was phenomenal. I uh, still wasn't a huge fan of, of, um, of Scott Brooks. But, you know, you look at it, and it goes back to why, I don't, why I'm not a huge fan of at all of these uh, super teams. You know, you got uh, Miami. You had Wade and Bosh and LeBron. You know, and then out in L.A., you got LeBron, Anthony Davis. Um, I know I'm missing one more. But you go to these organizations and, you know, KG, Ray Allen, and um, Paul Pierce in the Boston days. Some teams work. Some teams doesn't. why do I think what was it why don't uh, why didn't I think it worked in the first time Well, it didn't work first of all because you look at West Rustbro and you look at uh, Kevin Durant even on a starting position and you had two guys that want the ball. Uh, Westbrook, you know, drove down to the down to the basket. You know, practically he, he's running down your throat. And step out in front of him, you may get ran over. May go in your favor. May not go in your favor. Uh, Kevin Durant wants to do his thing. James Harden, you know, coming off the bench as a sixth man. You know, he wanted to do his thing. He felt, you know. When he was traded to Houston, even though, you know, hard inside of the story is, well, we wanted to work with Oklahoma City because we would stay in Oklahoma City. I don't really know, nor do I care at that point. I think Oklahoma City is going to be a 30 for 30 on what they could have had. But um, to answer that question, it didn't work because there's too many egos. Uh, one ball, three guys, they had to share it one way or another. Um, yeah, they won. But um, when it comes down to it, you got to have three guys that are going to agree, hey, in that final moment, regardless of who has the ball, we, you know, we want to win. And with the Thunder, it was if Durant had it, he ain't going to pass it. Russell Westbrook, if he had it, he ain't sure in the heck he ain't going to pass it. James Harden, if he had it, it was very often, but if he had it, we, well, we all know that with Houston, he ain't going to pass it. You know, he sits there and says he's going to shave his beard when he wins the NBA championship, which I don't think is ever going to happen. You come in, you know, into spring or into training camp and you're supposedly you're overweight. You're, you're well, definitely overweight, you're a little more chunky on the heavier side. Belly ache, this, that and something else that you wanted to be traded to Philadelphia. And and no, well, I want to be now traded, period. And you know, Brooklyn was brought up and this was brought up. And yeah, I personally would have traded him to a team that you have no control. I thought, what did I say? I think Cleveland, something like that. But it's not going to work in Brooklyn. <clears throat> it's not going to work in Brooklyn. Uh, KD is going to do KD as long as he doesn't get hurt by his big toe. As long as his... his, his um, Hangover, his toe toenail isn't gonna isn't gonna bust. He'll he'll be all right. Um, Kyrie is a drama queen. I I I don't know what else to say on that. The dude, obviously, regardless of what you guys are, what you guys, you listeners out there, what you guys. just you know agree on whether you guys are pro masks, anti masks, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. I got my personal opinion, but this ain't the place to say it. But regardless of what you guys um agree or don't agree on, that's perfectly fine. But when you're out here as the NBA have as the NBA has protocols on COVID-19, and just in general to, to try to, um, you know, be as much cautious, be as much careful as possible. That's I understand that I, I get, you know, there's a lot to this thing. Trust me, I wear a mask on a daily basis and regardless if I like it or don't like it. It's just it's it's how it's gotta happen. But it's not gonna work. Um to answer your question, Mr. Moody Mats. It's not gonna work. Uh, again, too many egos, one ball. Hope you know, I'll like to see Harden win a ring, you know, but I'm not a huge fan of KD. Uh, you know, it has nothing to do with him leaving. I I wasn't really a huge fan of Katie even when he was in Oklahoma City, but um, you know, so be it if they win, but uh, it's not going to work as much as it didn't work in Oklahoma City. Why? It's pretty simple: three egos, one basketball, one goal, and not enough points to be um, to uh, the share. So we'll see how that works for James Harden and the Brooklyn Nets, and we'll see how that happens with. You know, Kyrie, you know, I'm not for sure if Kyrie's going to be along with the Brooklyn Nets much longer the rate this is going. But, you know, time will long tail and uh, we'll see. Now, there is one subject I do want to touch up on, and I don't think I mentioned it in the tweet. And again, follow the show on Twitter at Air Raid underscore podcast. Um, join the show. By all means, I'm perfectly fine with you guys, uh, you know, following the show. Tweeting me, hey, I disagree with you on whatever it is. Hey, I, I enjoy that stuff. So definitely give me a follow on both uh, my personal one, On Air with Mike, and then uh, Network uh, Unhinged for the uh, Sports, unhinged, uh, Sports Un- unhinged Sports Network. I can barely talk today. And then um, the show at Ray underscore podcast. But here's here's where I want to touch. And I saw this, and I'm walking to say on somebody's page. And if the person listens, he's gonna know where who he is. And I'm not taking a personal stab at the person that um, shared this. I'm not, by any means. Um let's see if I can find it. Pull him up real quick. But here's if I can Hopefully, let's see. Hope you guys are. Hope your twenty one twenty twenty one is going off to a good start. Um, I know a lot of people are a little bummed because they thought that we were going to not wear a mask, but uh, hey, we're still there doing that. Here we go. So. Here's what someone shared, and hopefully they still have it. But if not, okay, here we go. So here, here's what I want to touch up on. And this is very controversial. I know a lot of people i read the comments on this guy on this person's page. I get it. So George Hill. Um, newly acquired over the offseason by the Oklahoma City Thunder. They interviewed him. Um, I want to say it was sometime maybe a few days ago. Let's just say Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. I, it was, I think it was actually Monday, but I think the tweet came out on Tuesday. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But on the Hoops Central on Twitter... They interviewed George Hill, and the topic was the NBA, of course, with the COVID-19 protocols. Here's what George Hill says, and I quote, I'm a grown man, so I'm going to do what I want to do. If I want to go see my family, I'm going to go see my family. They can't tell me what I'm going to do. If it's that serious, maybe we should not be playing basketball, end quote. The comments I read is very interesting. And like I said, this is a very controversial subject. Because nowadays, the masks are... in um, you know, a political, which I don't talk politics regardless. I don't care. Whatever. If that's what you guys like? Cool. Power to you. But... <clears throat> Here's where I stand on that subject. Because somebody asked me, "What do you think?" Personally, again, I, as far as I know, and whatever happens happens. Once I say this, but as far as I know, we live in a country where we can say what we want to say. Now, again, I don't condone rioting. I don't condone. Storming the U.S. Capitol. I thought that was ridiculous, to be honest. Regardless of what you thought, it was rigged or not rigged. But, I absolutely agree with George Hill. And here's why. If, in the, uh, and I've had COVID... My, young, my youngest son had COVID, but it's a serious issue. Very serious, I still think. Not to, you know, I say as long as you take your precautions, you're going to be okay. My personal opinion. But I think George Hill is right in this case. And here's why. Because I still think, me personally, (laughs) I think the NBA should not be playing. I still think we're, I still personally think in the NFL, they squeezed by. College football, I was a little leery. I'm not going to lie, towards the end. I don't think they're going to get much. I don't think they're going to get the conference championship games. I don't think they're going to get the bowl games. And a lot of bowl games uh, didn't even get canceled. But my personal thing is let us live our lives. But be let's, let's be cautious. You know, wear your masks, regardless of what you guys think. Hopefully, you guys are washing your hands, regardless, I hope. But anyway, I'm getting off subject. Point of the matter is this. Uh, he has a point. I respect his a quote. I, I, I agree with it, and I respect it. Do I think, it's, I think it's a serious matter? To the extent how serious you guys want to make this, you know, that's your take. But um, he's got a good point. I think the NBA should not be playing. That's my personal opinion. I like sports. But I'm glad to see basketball back. I'm glad that's it's sports. But I see where he's coming from. I put it that way because what George Hill is saying to us as fans, to the media, and everybody else that wants to get you know pitching their two cents. Is you guys are out here preaching. It's a serious issue. It's a serious issue. Well if it's a serious issue. As what you guys are saying. Then why are we playing basketball? Why are we playing hockey? Why are we playing baseball? Why are we playing football? Why are we playing soon to be soccer? Lacrosse is going to be coming back up here soon. The WWE. AEW. Well, Michael, you're just retarded. You don't know, you know, you're just whatever. Well, here's the deal. What I do for a for a my full-time job, I'm exposed, potentially exposed on a daily basis. Yesterday, for example, walked into one of my accounts. I already knew what was Ahead of me, double-masked, put my hands in my pockets and hope for the best. It's a serious issue. Just take precautions. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Let's just continue to fight this. We'll be okay. But anyway, NFL playoffs... Finish up. Finish this off. NFL playoffs in what a weekend. Now, if you may know, I'm I'm the co-host of the Time to BS podcast with Dan. Definitely check uh, that podcast out. It's regardless if I'm on there. Dan knows his stuff. And um, trust me. We, we talked about it. Dan's bummed. Dan is bummed because his Seattle Seahawks um, were ousted. Um, so, recap quickly. Um, the Bills win the playoff game for the first time since 1995. Defeats the Colts 27-24. The Rams are the third... Um, The Rams beat the Seahawks 30-20. The Seahawks are the third home playoff team loss in team history. And the second second one was to the Rams, actually. Uh, On the the nightcap on Saturday, uh, the Buccaneers defeated the football team of Washington. Tom Brady, 31 career, career playoff wins, most by a quarterback since 1950. And last but not least, the Ravens on Sunday beat the Titans 20 13, Baltimore 6 0, and wild card games. On the what I would call the mid afternoon cap, uh, the Saints dominated the Bears 21 9. It's the fewest points allowed in the playoff game in team history for the New Orleans Saints. And last but not least, on the night cap, the Browns defeated the Steelers 48 37. It's the Cleveland Browns' first playoff win since 19. 19- 94, and my boy Baker Mayfield had a day. So, where do we stand? Well, I didn't do so well in the in the, in the um, wild card, so hopefully I got to redeem myself here. Uh, so, we're looking at the divisional round, which leads to the championship weekend next week. Um, the Rams travel to the Packers, Green Bay's number one scoring on offense against the Rams' number one scoring defense. I think it's going to be very, very interesting nonetheless. Um. Key thing on, on this one is Aaron Donald healthy. Can he go the full uh sixty minutes? Is Jared Goff gonna be cleared enough to play? You know, he he I thought he looked pretty decent um against the Seahawks, even with a broken thumb throwing his throwing finger nonetheless. But um we'll see. <sighs> the Packers are, <laughs> the Packers are very questionable. You know, you got Aaron Rodgers who can one day light you up, or one day you can light him up. This is going to be a very good game. I'm looking forward to it. My dad's a diehard Rams fan all the way back when they were originally in the L.A. uh, Metro. But um, I think the Packers take care of business on on that game. Uh, Ravens, Bills. The Bills are 11-3 in home playoff games in team history. And, um, you know, I think... Oh boy. This is interesting. This is very interesting. Um You like I like what the Bills are doing. They're they're you know, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. The list goes on and on. The defense can play. I'm going upset Baltimore. I think Baltimore takes care of the Bills. It's going to be a good one, though. I'm actually looking forward to it. Uh, Browns and Chiefs, Andy Reid, 7-0, again, uh, career record as head coach versus Cleveland. I think he goes to 8-0. As much as I love the Browns and what they did against Pittsburgh, and I thought they've had a phenomenal season uh, just in general, um, I think the Chiefs are just too much uh, for the Browns. So I think the Chiefs take care of business on that. And then on um, Sunday in the night cap, um, 42-year-old Drew Brees, 43-year-old Tom Brady, uh, 85 years combined in these two guys. I think it's, I believe, as far as I know, it's the oldest in, in two um, two quarterbacks, I think, at this rate. I don't know. New Orleans winning five straight against Tampa Bay. You know, you got your sports conspiracist theories out there. You know, Tom Brady's going to win because it's the NFL. The NFL lost Tom Brady. Well, Drew Brees, it's his last year. Can he go out like Peyton Manning went out in Super Bowl 50 with Denver? Um, personally, I don't think Ivy's going to win a Super Bowl, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but um, nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, it's going to be an interesting game. Another one I'm looking forward to. But uh you know, I sure I missed I missed full hundred percent fan capacity because the Superdome Um in New Orleans uh it will be rocking. Um you know I think I'm gonna go I'm going bucks here. Even though this is going to be a good one. I'll go upset Bucks. I think the Bucks will go to the Green Bay uh, for the NFC Championship game. Got the Ravens going to Kansas City for the AFC Championship game. That's my prediction. We'll find out. Of course, next week we'll talk uh, championship weekend. We'll talk, uh, hopefully, a lot of head coaching uh, gets hired in. And we will uh, recap as we um, push towards what, baseball starting soon? Hockey's underway, so it's going to be interesting nonetheless. But uh, to keep you guys afloat, um, a lot behind the scenes going on, so definitely stay tuned to that. The only way to stay tuned is listen on the unhind Sports Network. Uh, listen on the iTunes, Google, I, Amazon, so on and so forth, wherever you get your platform or your podcast from. Listen and download, subscribe and like, whatever. I don't understand the whole. I don't. I have never. Reviewed a podcast, remains like two stars, three stars, four. I don't know. Never done that, but do it if you want to. Nonetheless, uh, great to be back uh, getting these podcasts going uh, the last few weeks to end the 2020 year. Holidays have been well. Hope your holidays were even better. Listen to us every Friday on the Unhidden Sports Network. Follow the show at Air Raid underscore podcast. My personal Twitter on air with Mike, M-I-K-E. You guys have a wonderful and safe week and weekend. Let's finish out strong. Let's enjoy some football. Stay safe. Wear your masks. And uh, we will catch you all next week. See ya.